What's up, guys? What's going on, fam? Welcome back to the Godly Dating Podcast. You never say one on one. You always just say Godly Dating. Podcast. I do say Godly Dating one on one. That's it. You know, when I said it just now, I was like, I always say Godly Dating one on one. Why did I just say Godly Dating? No, I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, same podcast either way. It's your host, Tavares and Safa here. And thank you guys for tuning back in. Um, this week will be the follow-up from last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just wanted to clarify some more things because we weren't able to address too much. We didn't want the episode to be an hour long. So whatever we missed in the last one, we're hoping we could, you know, um, bring it into this one. Into this one. You know, so if you're new... Um, it's your first episode listening. We go do back. encourage that you go back to last week's episode. Episode 73 will definitely be a great boost before you start this one. And if you're enjoying the podcast, consider subscribing, sharing it with your friends, your church, your small group. You know, and let's just study the word of God together. You know, so you want to say anything before we dive into this? Episode? No, I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. Dive into the deep end. Let's go. So last week, um, we spoke about uh, purity isn't just about virginity. And the first couple of things we mentioned for a little recap is just you can be a virgin and not live a pure life. Uh, purity begins in the heart and purity has a lot to do with what we entertain. So we're going to address some things. We just had a, a chat with our Patreon fam on Tuesday. They brought some more things to our attention that we should be addressing tonight. So we hope that it's a blessing. And the fourth thing we want to start off this episode with is we are in a spiritual battle. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, people in church, Christians in general, you know, we forget that people aren't our problem or, you know, we, we look at surface level. We don't see that at the end of the day, it's a spiritual warfare that we're in. Like I heard someone once say, as real as everything is around you that you can naturally see is as real as the spiritual world is that you can't see. Like we know that God is always with us. We believe that, we say that, but don't you know spiritually if like, if you are able to see like God's angels is always around you, but yes, it's always, you know, like demonic forces coming to distract you, things like that. Um, But if you don't mind reading that, verse me love right so first peter 2 11 and 12 says and this is the nlt version dear friends i warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls be careful to live properly among your your unbelieving neighbors then even if they accuse you of doing wrong they will see your your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Yeah, um, I just kind of like put you on the spot with reading that. But the reason why I added that verse in is because I believe um, that it's important for us to understand that he's telling us we have to be careful um, when it comes to temptation because we also we need to keep a perspective in mind that we're only here temporarily. You know what I mean? And it's the devil's you know job to knock us off course. Right. It's, his, it's his job to get us you know, focus on the wrong things so he can lead us astray, you know, and every single day that you wake up, it's going to be a battle for, for purity in your mind. It's going to be a battle for you to, to say the right thing, to think the right thing, to do the right thing. Um, but I know I've been talking a lot. So Saf, uh, would love if you. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was just taking in all your knowledge and Child, please. It, just, <laughs> it 
it really just made me all all jokes aside um you know just just this this whole topic makes me think of the verse that says uh, for we wrestle not against uh flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and you know spiritual wickedness in high places and, yeah you know it, and and like you said we we aren't fighting it's not necessarily a physical physical battle it's a spiritual one and so um you know just watching what we listen to because everything affects our spirit and our soul and, and things like that so that's what i was just kind of thinking of when you said that that verse came to mind and just um allowing that verse to resonate you know with me because like like you said like we said you know, just because you're a, a virgin doesn't necessarily mean you're you're pure. Um, pure starts with your heart, and it's so easy to become impure, especially in today's society with so many um, different distractions. Um, and and I think not not even just social media, but media in general, whether it's TV, whether it's you know um, you know songs or um, all, all this stuff to distract our attention from um, from being pure and 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 things like that. So just remembering that it, it's a spiritual battle and you know in order to fight that spiritual battle you just got to focus on spiritual things that's good um definitely the where you mentioned where we put our focus um because i want to say this and i know this is a bold statement feel free to disagree with me but in my opinion many of us many people um aren't living lives of purity because they don't want to be free yet um that may sound like a judgmental statement of some, but in reality, many of us know we we really enjoy what we're doing. Right, you're enjoying the, those things, and that's that's really how the devil gets you because it's all deception. He gets you to feel as though you're missing out if you don't do this, or you're the only one who's not doing it. Why not? Why are you the only person that uh, God is God really gonna send you to hell? Oh, is God really gonna be mad at you? And he tries to get you know all these thoughts, and you know many times. We start believing it. Many times we start feeding into it. But in reality, we're struggling because we don't want to be free. And I heard someone say that, um, you know, we often say that living for Jesus is hard. But in reality, living for Jesus is easy. It's just the problem is that many of us, we don't want to die to our flesh. Mm -hmm. So we want to be saved from the penalty of sin, but we don't want to be saved from, from sin. sin. Wow, you that's, know? that's good. Yeah, so it's a lot of times, many times people want to, we all want to go to heaven, but we don't want to live the life that you know heaven is expecting from us right. we don't we don't want you know we we're quick to say by grace are we saved through faith and we try to claim all these verses but we always neglect the verses that say you know come out from among them or we ignore the ones that say run away from sexual sin you know and i think in reality many times we just don't want to be delivered yet right. um i remember my mom told you know sharing this verse with me i'll read it in you know maybe two versions so you guys can understand, but Psalms 125 and 3, it says, For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. Um, or the NLT says, The wicked will not rule the land of the godly, for then the godly might be tempted to do wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know where the NLT was headed with that. But as you're saying, it says, The rod of the wicked won't rest on your land. It won't. The, what the enemy wants to do, won't affect the righteous mm -hmm. unless the righteous put their hands to do some sin or it leads the righteous to do some type of sin. So it shows us that many times it's not that the devil is working. It's the fact that we're entertaining his thing, that we're giving him a foothold into our life. Right. You know, but, but the Bible tells us in James 4, 8, the draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. 
cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So that shows us right off the bat that if we take a step closer towards God, he's taking a step closer towards us. If mm -hmm. we're letting go of the world, God is coming closer to us. The more we remove ourselves from the things of this world is the closer that we're getting to Jesus. And I didn't want to interrupt, but I think, um, you know, a lot of, and I'm losing my train of thought now, but I think it's, it's not necessarily that, you know, sometimes we don't want to live for God, um, but we always think we have time. So mm -hmm. yeah, we're enjoying our sin and we're living in it. And, you know, we're just like, you know, you know, maybe tomorrow, you know, yeah. I have time, especially if, if we're, you know, younger, uh, we think that, you know, we have time to get it together for God. And so we, we delay it because we're like, we'll eventually get there and we're just enjoying the sin and we try to get it out of our system. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't necessarily know how much time you have. Tomorrow isn't promised. And so it's easy for us to say that. And I, I think that's a dangerous, a dangerous game to play and a dangerous life to live because you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know if you'll be able to get that second chance. And um, I think, I, I, I don't know, I think this world, especially today, there are just so many things distracting us from God. And we want to, you know, just experience this and experience that. But, you know, at the end of the day, ultimately, if if our heart is right and if, if we really want to please God, it's not about tomorrow. It's not about putting things off for tomorrow. It's about living for him today. Um, yeah, when you brought that up, I just jumped to Ecclesiastes 12. Verse 1 says, Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say mm -hmm. life is not pleasant anymore. And then it ends with the verses saying, verses 13 and 14, that's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Um, and I think it was important that you mentioned, uh, it, you know, time is, you know, one big issue. Because I mentioned, I believe in a podcast, if I didn't before, sorry to bring it up now and, you know, probably seem a little gloomy. But I had an uncle and before he passed away, I remember... I think the last conversation I held with him, um, you know, I saw him actually reading his Bible. So it's just like, yo, when are you going to come back to church? And he said, soon. And I'm pretty sure that was the last thing I ever said to him. That's the last thing he ever said to me. He'll be back soon. Next thing you know, I found out, police called the house. He was killed. And my thing is, he thought, let me just go do whatever I want to do and I'll come back to church later. And I get all you once saved, always saved people are going to be like, don't worry, just have faith. He's in heaven. And all those who don't believe that are going to be like, man, I hope God had mercy. Whether he's in heaven or hell, that's between him and God. That's that's not that's not what I'm bringing that up for. The reason I brought that up is because many times we don't understand that it was a spiritual battle that he was in right. and you're in that same spiritual battle and you're wrestling with time. Mm -hmm. You're thinking, Oh, I can just do it later. I God, I know God called me to preach, but right now I just want to go to the club. I'll go preach later. Or <laughs> I had a friend in high school that was just like Tavares, man, you with all this church stuff right now, bro. I'm about to, I'm about to go to church when I'm about 70. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it as a joke, you know, trying to be funny. But in reality, that's how a lot of people think right. they know God is real. They know what God wants from them, but they're putting it off until later. Right. I say you give God your what left because I feel like you're... you're South you, Jamaican, you <laughs> in case... You, yes, okay. Let me, let me explain give that. Give God what your left. remainders. Basically, like, you know, the little bit of crumbs that's left in your on your plate. Yeah. You've lived your life. You've, you you know, you've done what... 
in your youth you use your youth for the for the world yeah. and now when you're old and gray and you barely have any energy to jump to to you know preach to spread you know spread the gospel and i'm i'm sure you can still spread it when you're old but you just don't yeah. have as much energy to you know do uh, as much as you would have when you were younger now you want to go ahead and give god your life and that is selfish that's not that's not living a, a true life for god and and you know i applaud those uh older people who you know turned away from sin and have dedicated their lives over to christ at an at an older age it's better you know it's better late than never for sure but that that is not our goal that should never be our goal yeah man definitely definitely well said i think the key is that we're just we have to be more aware that we're in a we're in a fight you know and the Bible makes it clear, like I just read in James 4 and 8, that if you're going to take that step towards God, he's going to take the step towards you. Right. And you cannot think, I'll do it later. Everyone does not get the later. Right. There's there's a lot of people that got away with so much stuff growing up. And I felt like the moment I thought about it, I got in trouble. Me, I feel like, man, the moment I try to be like someone else, like Safa would say, she feels like... Man, when I found out everybody having sex, it's like, what? If I feel like if I have sex one time, I'm going to get pregnant. <laughs> so I would always say, I feel like if I have sex, I'm going to get pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? And people may laugh at her. And, you know, some people are just like, no, nah, I'll just take birth control and nobody will find out. Listen, you can try all of these methods, but I want you to understand that the devil is fooling you, you know, into thinking you can just get it right later. Mm-hmm. But God wants time with you now. And, you know, we have to understand that God's way is always best. You know, even if society, you know, seems to be having fun from the outside, you know, I, I remember being um, in the Navy and a couple of my friends, man, I want to be like them because I'm just like, yo, I'm not around none of my Christian friends anymore. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing going on and I want to hang out with them. And then I'm just like, Bro, like the club really not is is really not my seed. You know what I mean? But I remember when one of the guys got dumped, he was going through a lot. He just lost a family member and then he was literally about to commit suicide. Um, and then he came to my room, you know, breaking down, crying, asking for prayer. And I'm like, this is the same guy that was out, you know, want me to go turn up with him. And so people in the world are always going to ridicule you, always going to criticize you, always going to talk bad about you. But they know who to turn to when their crisis hits, the person who has a consistent walk with God. So I know that spiritual battle seems rough. You know, I know it seems, you know, confusing at times, but you have to um, make sure that you're rooted so that when it's time to so when it's time for you to be a light or when it's time for you to witness to someone that your spirit is able, you know, like even Jesus said, you know, in Matthew 5 and 8 that, you know, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. There's a there's a battle for us to have pure hearts and pure minds. It sure um, is. This isn't even in my notes, but I saw, I just mentioned, um, and I'm sorry if I offend somebody listening to this podcast, but I genuinely don't care if you're mad by this. But um, when it came to the, the verdict with the guy who, you know, we get the George Floyd situation. And I was just like, yeah, I'm thankful for the verdict, man. But let's pray for the families, you know, because it's a lot going on. And when I tell you Facebook got lit up, you know, and I'm just like, yo. And it's like it took it takes everything in me trying not to be bitter or angry with people, because how am I going to witness to these people if I hate them? How am I going to witness to these people if now I'm viewing them as, um, you know, certain ways, you know, and I feel as though God convicted me because now I'm looking at it like, man, my heart isn't pure in this because, now that people are criticizing me, oh, you posted this out of politics. Now I'm being angry. Why am I angry? 
is because of something in my heart that I'm not realizing it's against a spirit that I'm attacking. And it's, you know, it's a spiritual warfare that's going on. So I don't want us to just think it's just lust. Like it's a spiritual warfare going on in order for us to witness the people, in order for us to to love people that are unlovable, in order for us to, you know, to follow God's will. It will always be a spiritual battle that we're in. But I know that was kind of off topic, but I hope that definitely spoke to someone. <laughs> and uh, another thing is that you can be a virgin and that does not guarantee marriage. Yeah. I had to it's, make Safa say true. it because I didn't want you guys to get I, mad at me. I think some people use their virginity as a as a ploy to get what they want, yeah. if that's the word. Um, not having sex before marriage is not a simple way, not simply a way to get what you want. It just doesn't work that way. Guys is going to say, okay, so you didn't have sex. Even though mentally you weren't pure, spiritually you weren't pure, but you didn't have sex. So, yep, I'm going to reward me, you a spouse. Let me That's go ahead and drop Boaz in your DMs right. real quick. That's it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Um, and so, you know, we just have to understand that our purity or our, our virginity that that's just the will of god for our lives that's how he wants us to live um we're not doing this for our spouse we're doing this for our relationship with god yeah um in genesis 15 and 1 this is after abraham already gets the promise um that him and sarai at the time his wife sarah are going to conceive a child so they've already been waiting for a period of time and God pops up and Genesis 15 and 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. You know, so Abraham had a promise, you know, and he's waiting on it. His wife is waiting on it. Frustration is kicking in there, you know, all the type of things is going on. And God had the nerve to tell Abraham, I am your reward. You know, while they're waiting on, yeah, God, you said you were going to give us a child. He mm -hmm. said, I'm your reward. You know, and I think a lot of times we forget that God is more than enough. You know, God is big. What you want, whether that being a house, a promotion, whether that being a spouse, whether that being, you know, that degree that you're working so hard on, whatever it is that you're working on. God is saying, you're praying to me to get all those things, but I am the reward that right. you, you should be desiring at the mm -hmm. end of the day, because we can get everything else and lose our soul. We can get the spouse and not have God. Right. We can get the job and not have God. We can get the, the relationship. We can get whatever and not have God. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that God is our reward. Right. You know, and a lot of times people are thinking, okay, well, I've been celibate for seven years, fam. Like I deserve the spouse. That's not the reason why God called us, you know, to live a life of purity. Because if you, people don't understand, sex clouds your judgment. Sex will keep you in a bad relationship that God never mm -hmm. wanted you in. Sex will bring an STD. Sex will keep you connected to someone you are never supposed to be connected to. Right. Sex leads to a whole lot of things other than a, a few minutes, a few moments of pleasure. And a lot of times we try to focus on what we can get and the spouse. And we want to be pleased. But we, at the end of the day, we have to understand that God is our reward. I know you desire your goals and it's so easy for me to say it because I'm married. I know somebody's going to say it, but there are a lot of things that I want now that I'm married, you know, because it doesn't just stop. Once mm -hmm. you get married, you have no more desires in life. Right. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes people forget that. Right. So there's a scripture. Um, it is first Thessalonians four, three and eight. Uh, God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin 
Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do know who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins, as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Yeah, man, I love that verse, and I try to use it on this podcast as much as often, because people are always saying, I don't know God's will for my life. Yeah, well, let's start here. God's will is for your life, is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. You know, you cannot just... And but the problem is you cannot live pure enough that God owes you a spouse. You know, the the reason why you're doing this is because you want to get closer to God It's so you can be an example to the world. Right. It's so you can, um, you know, build your intimacy with God, you know, and, you know, a lot of times people think, you know, well, that means marriage is right around the corner. But singleness isn't a punishment. And I think we need to make that clear to people because there's a lot of singles that feel as though their life is on pause right. or they feel as though they're not cool enough. Their church doesn't have any singles events, but there's a married event for everybody. You know what I mean? And it's like not enough, you know, emphasis is placed on their situation. So they feel neglected. You know what I mean? But I want us to understand that singleness is also a gift from God. Sure you know, is. marriage is not the only blessing that God can give you. So we should never you know, think that that's all that's all that there is or, you know, a good spouse is the reward for good Christian behavior, those type of things. You know, so the reason why, you know, we're writing, we're making a podcast talking about purity is because we're doing this to please God, because he said that, you know, it's so easy for us to say, you know, I'm gonna go to the house of God today or I'm gonna go down to, you know, the, the place where God is dwelling, whatever you call your church. But God is saying, I want to dwell in you. Right. If you claim you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, you claim the Holy Spirit is residing in your heart, in your mind, then you are God's temple. So at this point, we have to understand, well, am I going to respect God's temple or am I going to do with God's temple whatever feels good to me at the moment? So the point is not that, you know, I'm doing this because I don't want to get caught up or I'm doing this because I believe a spouse is going to come. No, I'm doing this because... I believe the Holy Spirit in me is pleased when I make these type of decisions. Right. Right. No, I agree 100%. Um our our the God created us to worship him. God created us for his purpose. And so I I know everybody wants to get married. Well, not everybody. But I know the majority of us wants to get married and it's so easy to get caught up in, well, if I do this and I do that, well, then God will give me this. And unfortunately, that's just not how it works, like you said. And maybe it's not God's will for all of us to get married. Yeah. And I know it's hard for... I, I see a lot of people, especially uh, social media influencers, preach that, you know, you know, just serve God and he will, you know, he'll bless you with a spouse, you know. Um, but that's not that's not necessarily true. Um, so... Yeah, they do it because that'll sell their books. And that'll boost their conference and that'll sell the T-shirts. And you know what I mean? And it's just sad. You know, I feel as though selling people false hope and because they're they're selling you what you want to hear. But it's not always the truth. You know, I believe that if you do certain things, you place yourself in a proper position to be ready for when God opens that door. But I also don't think, you know, it's appropriate 
like the the way the you know the little purity culture wave you know hit social media and telling people uh pinky promise this and uh just let's just follow these steps and guarantee a man do these 10 things and a man is sure to find you like i understand you know 10 things can help you get in a proper position but at the end of the day it's no if you do this you are married by 25 so let's not preach that to people because all we do is we build frustration in the women in the church because we're telling them, do this and a godly man will find you. Or we build frustration with the men. Oh, if you do this, man, the sister will find you attractive. Like, stop it. You know what I mean? Let's let people be normal. Right. Let people grow spiritually. Let people connect organically. And they'll be able to formulate relationships from right, there. Right, I feel like at the end of the day, just live your life for God. Be pure for God and no one else. And tell him the desires of your heart in the meantime while you're serving him. Because I, I do believe that uh, he will grant you the desires of your heart um, if he sees fit. Um, so still, you know, let him know you want to get married. But don't use your your virginity or your purity as a ways to or a means to get what you want from him. Yeah, in regards to that verse you just mentioned, Psalms 37, 4. Um, I think a lot of times people use that out of context as well. Because the Bible says, delight yourselves in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. And that tells us that the first thing you have to do is be delighting in God's presence. Right. And the longer you're in God's presence, he your changes desires your desires. Turns to, into his desires for so, you. So, yes, God may even desire for you to have a spouse. But you thought that spouse had to be here next week. And God is saying, no, next month. I have right. something for you to do right now. You know what I mean? So the goal is to learn to delight in God, whether single, married, whatever stage of life you're in. And focus on what God has for right. you at the proper moment. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing we want to mention before we mention some um, practical tips that you guys should go away with. Because our Patreon crew gave us some that you guys should um, take home with you. But the last thing we want to mention regarding this topic is if you're someone that has had sex before, you can still live a pure life in God's eyes. You know, and I think a lot of times maybe the person who isn't a virgin or made a mistake, you know, maybe they're not even listening to this point because they feel as though, man, that's not me. You know what I mean? But I want to make it clear. There's no sin, you know, that you fell into that God isn't able to pull you out of. You know, God doesn't like sin and I'm sure he's going to deal with it. I know a lot of churches mm -hmm. don't talk about sin and don't talk about judgment day and God is still going to deal with sin. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus loves you, but he is still going to come back as a judge. You know, but he does love us. And I want us to be clear, you know, he's not going to ignore a soul that comes to him in genuine repentance. Right. The Bible mentions, I believe in Psalm 51, that a broken and a contract heart, God is not going to despise. He's not going to he's not going to reject you when you come to him out of genuine repentance or come to him genuinely desiring to restore a relationship with him. You know, the only sin, you know, is blaspheming the Holy Spirit that God is not going to forgive you know, so if you did that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what to tell you at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, God be with you. But <laughs> but first John one and nine, um, before I let Safa, you know, start her preaching sermon or whatever. Oh, um, please. First John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I believe the next verse had said something like, and if we said we have no sins, we make him a liar. You know, or we are a liar, you know, um, you know, so we have to understand that God wants us to confess our sins. There, Many of you, you, you probably did something you're ashamed of or other people are ridiculing you on. But there are many people in the Bible that the Bible makes it clear that they had falls. David committed adultery, murder. Right. Paul was a murderer prior to, to getting saved. 
Jonah, you know, was called to preach to people that he didn't like. And in our modern day, that could be sometimes how we are when we're either racist or prejudiced against certain people. Peter denied Jesus even to his face and still went around Acts 2, preached on a day of Pentecost. Thousands of people get saved and we see, you know, him doing a great work for God. God is able to deliver anyone, you know, so I want us to be clear that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to feel as though, you know, your past is too big that God can't use you. Right. No, I completely agree. And um, purity is a choice. Um, It's something that you put, you know, in your mind, I I think consciously, you just say, this is something that I want to do because it, it, it glorifies God it it pleases God and we yeah. are our our desire should be to be pleasing in God's sight in every single way. Um purity I think falls in line with holiness. And so, you know, God is holy and so he wants us to be holy as he is holy. And so we have to choose consciously every day to be uh pure in the things we watch and the things we listen to. And I think that goes into the next point Tavares will eventually mention um, you know, about practical steps in order to stay pure. So I'm not even going to go there, but. But yeah, like a um, couple of our people on Patreon, Linda was like, you don't have to have lived a perfect life in order to overcome the battle. And I think, I think that's something that we need to take into consideration because a lot of times, many of us, we, we know what's right from wrong, but we did wrong a lot, right? So your church knows you as the, the guy who used to be the womanizer, or the girl that used to be the woman at the well. And, you know, everybody knows your past, but you want to do right now. And, you know, it's so easy for you to be so shy or so ashamed that oh, my family's not going to listen to me talk about purity when they know I just had a child out of wedlock. And imagine if we all thought like that, though. Imagine. Nobody would, there would be no preachers. There no, would because be no I Bible. You, exactly. Because all these people in the Bible that God used... Um, were imperfect. They all had their own flaws and issues as well. Yeah, like Chimdi said, um, she was like, "You don't have to have. You don't have to be perfect in order to preach a perfect message." And I was like, "Okay, Chimdi about to take she over the Patreon. She about to preach that thing." <laughs> but no, so it's the truth. Like I think many times we forget, you know, that being pure isn't something that someone does simply by remaining abstinent or celibate. Right. It's a daily decision to honor God over what your what our flesh desires at the moment. So you may have walked in lust yesterday, but you can be pure today. You may have walked in envy yesterday. You may have walked in pride yesterday. You may have looked at pornography when you told yourself, I'm never going back to it. Masturbation when you told yourself, I'm never going back to it. And you may have have fallen, but God is still saying, I can restore you now Mm -hmm. to preach this gospel today. You know, and it's so easy for us to say, man, well, I'm going to be a little... I need it. You see, the problem is we don't we don't view God as who he is. We view him as we view people and our parents, you know, because if you repent, God forgives you. Now, next week, not next month. Not OK. Here's our repentant process. No, no, no. He forgives you. You know, so if he forgave you, he is able to use you after that. If you will submit yourself to him, we don't need to. OK, well, God, I'm sorry for having sex last week. Um, all right. So call me up in March, 2022, and I'll be ready to preach the gospel then. No, no, no. That's not how this works. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying be the person taking God for a joke and doing whatever you want. You know what I mean? But I want us to make it clear that your past is not going to hinder God from doing something special in your life today. As long as we submit ourselves to God, he's able to turn our life around, you know? 
And the verse that I want to encourage you guys with, because I know there's somebody who they're like, yeah, that sounds nice, but, you know, they feel burdened down. First John three verses 19 through 20 in the NLT says our actions will show that we belong to the truth so that we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he, he knows, knows everything. everything, you know, so I want you to understand that you're not too sinful. You're not too dirty. You didn't go too far that God is not able to use you. People may judge you in the church. Let's be real. That's those hypocrites as if they've never sinned. You know what I mean? If somebody wants to judge you, let them judge you. But if you are forgiven in God's eyes, it genuinely doesn't matter what anybody in this world thinks about you. You know, so be willing to say, well, my past isn't the best, but I know that God has plans for me now and I'm going to share the gospel you know, and I think it's important that we remember that because if we if we stay in that place of fear, for one, God did not give us that spirit. Two, many other people are going to stay in bondage because you're not sharing your testimony. Um, so there are a few practical tips. I won't dive into detail. Well, it's off of me, you know, but not diving into detail, but a few things we want you to understand because there's some things that you can do when that moment of weakness gets here or... You know, just some things you need to know in regards to purity. Right. Um, Studying the word of God. I think you can't beat that. Um, just study. The The Bible says, that word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Yeah. And so if you study the word of God, one thing I found, especially when I was single, is just reciting those scriptures, even out loud or in, in your mind or writing them down. Putting them on your... When I was in college, I can't tell you how many scriptures I had like in sticky pads all like sticky notepads all over my window yeah science major boy you were stressed (laughs) and that helped me it helped me mentally just just putting those words hiding those words and studying the words of god you know because when when i was tempted to do wrong when evil presented itself those scriptures came back to mind i was like no i can't yeah i can't because i know the word of god is true and I know that I have to I have to live that in order for God to be pleased with my lifestyle. Yeah. So studying the word of God. And when um, it comes to studying the word, I think it's mm-hmm. important as well that we, like Safa mentioned with the sticky notes, whatever you have to do to memorize scripture, try to try to do so. Like try to make a big emphasis on that. And I've seen in many churches that I've grown up in, it was a lot of emphasis placed on little children memorizing verses for Sunday school memorizing verses for our Bible quizzes, memorizing verses, you know, for things like that, the Christmas program. And then no one else seemed to be memorizing any verses unless they were the preacher. You know what I mean? But I believe that the more you memorize verses, when that moment of weakness gets there, there's going to be a lot of verses popping back up in your head. You know, some things that you don't remember studying it, but God is reminding you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Bible mentions the Holy Spirit is able to bring these things back to your memory. So God is reminding you on all these verses that he's stored in your spirit. So while they don't seem relevant today, you know, um, David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His prayer shall continually, continually be in my mouth. There's going to be a day you don't feel like praising God or right. a day where you feel stressed or overwhelmed. But the more you tell yourself, I will bless the Lord at all times, then there, there's going to be a day when even a storm is right in front of you. You're still going to give still God praise, give him praise right? because it's in your heart at that point. Right. Um, and even praying, 
Um, yeah. Praying is a, a big one as well. Um, I think it goes in with studying the word of God, just reading his word and praying. And uh, one thing I one thing I learned growing up, my church, they always taught us when you're praying to God, sometimes it's good to not, not only... Um, you know, pray, but let him know, God, you said in your word that I am more yeah. than a conqueror. You said, because you are, you are basically, you know, speaking those words in your prayers. And it does help. It does help not only for you to, you know, remember or, you know, know that this is the word and kind of hide them in your heart and things like that. But it, it reminds you that this, this is God's word and he, what he says he will do, he will do. Yeah. Like the Bible mentions in a lot of a lot of places that God did something for his namesake, meaning he didn't do anything for his people because they were so good or because they were so great, but because he did it for his name. Like, like Safa just said, you're, you're reminding God, well, God, you said that right. you are able to supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. So if you don't supply my need, how, how are other people that I'm showing, you know, I'm telling other people, my God is a provider and you're not providing. I'm telling other people you're healing, you're not healing. I'm not saying that means God is obligated to do anything, but you remind God. There's many times in scripture where someone is re re reminding God of his verses or they're quoting the Psalms back to him. Right. You know, so that's definitely something that we should do when it comes to, like, say you're in a moment of weakness. Um, definitely see if you can stop responding I know that's probably difficult in that moment. Responding when to text messages. Yeah, like if you're texting a person, you or know, calls. Stop. And yeah, like turn the phone off. Like, you see, like people, people, we don't, we don't take the Bible as seriously as we should. Like many of us, we know the Bible says flee fornication, but we don't flee from it. We walk away slowly because right. we we want to we want to get close. How far is too far? Okay, but we didn't go all the way. You know, we want to do those type of, um, you know, nonsense games, you know, but it's just like, is this going to, you know, help me or not? When we look at Joseph, you know, yeah, Joseph, when he's tempted by Potiphar's wife, Bible literally mentioned Joseph sprinted away to the point that she grabbed a hold of his clothes. He didn't wrestle his clothes out of her hand. Mm -hmm. So he didn't run away naked. He literally just ran off naked just so he didn't fall into sin. Right. And I think many times we, we're just like, man, let me get my clothes back, girl. What you doing? Come on. You know what I mean? We want to play those games and then it goes down the wrong path. You know what I mean? So it's important that we do whatever is dramatic enough to get us out of that situation. So if you have to unplug your phone, you have to turn off your phone or you have to delete your, your Facebook account or whatever it is that, you know, is tempting you. Um, Okay, yeah, so I'll jump to the next one. Accountability. Um, I think it's important that we're honest with ourselves, you know. Don't stop trying to stop thinking you're as strong as stop. even if you feel as though you're the strongest Christian to exist on this planet, please be wise and run away from temptation. Right. Because it's so easy for me. That's not my struggle. Like, man, y'all Christians, somebody said, Okay, y'all acting like somebody can't be in a situation like that and not sin. Oh, I think it was when I mentioned should Christians, um, you know, live together before marriage on a YouTube video. And a few people commented were just like, okay, well, some people can um, live together and not sin. And I was just thinking, man, these are really the people that, that just walk straight into temptation. Because it's not as though what they're saying isn't the truth. There's a lot of people that successfully manage to live together and not be married. But the point is, 
you want to not place yourself in a predicament. Right. See, even the very appearance that you that it can lead to it. That's so easy. You know, and that's the reason why we when we mention accountability, we're saying be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? And be honest with the person that you're accountable to. Like in our Patreon, one of my best friends is in our Patreon, we're telling um them about a scenario uh when, you know, we were having issues and I went to him and just like, man. You know, X, Y, Z is going on. And he's just like, okay, well, tell me about it. And I was just thinking, he was just going to say, I'm praying for you. Right. He and, wanted no details. <laughs> he wanted details. We're going to address this as at the root, sir. You know what I mean? And I think it's so easy for us sometimes to forget the need, you know, to have somebody that's able to correct us. Right. Able, not just, oh, man, you're such a good person. I'm, I'm so proud of your progress. No, the person that you're accountable to needs to encourage you mm-hmm. and they also need to be able to correct you without you feeling as though it's judgment it's not judgment they love you and that's the reason why they're correcting you right. you know so that's the reason why um accountability is definitely um something that's very important right and monitor what you're feeding yourself that goes into you know um the the things you're listening to uh the things you're watching um, the things you're, you know, the conversations you're having with, you know, friends or family members. I think it's so easy, especially in today's society, to become so desensitized <laughs> by what we see. Um, you know, we, we watch shows and, you know, maybe it's just a little kissing scene and or maybe it's, you know, just a little making out or whatever the case may be. Even worse, some some scenes get a little bit more graphic and then we think, oh, this is not if affecting us. Um, this is not it don't make me feel no type of way. But you never you don't realize what it's doing to your 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 soul or you don't realize what it's fe- you're feeding yourself. So just avoiding those, um, you know, uh, situations and just monitoring the things that you're feeding yourselves in that sense and also finding a hobby um you know journal go to the gym um do photography go for a run do something because the idle mind is the devil's playground and so if you if you have all this time what what you'll find is that your mind just starts to to go in different directions it's not supposed to go in so find something productive to do find something you know that you you like to do that will keep your attention um you know just find something something that is godly and productive something (laughs) that's something that's not gonna if you're running away from less i i I know one of the things we would definitely say um you know the gym is also a good outlet when you're stressed but if you know you see something in leggings and you're about to faint, bro, don't just, go there. just don't go there. Um, go ahead and jog at home. Do some right. push-ups in your room. <laughs> take a cold shower and read your Bible. Like, let's just leave it right there. But um, definitely, definitely find a hobby. There's too many of us. We're so addicted to social media that we're just feeding ourselves garbage all day. You know, and the last thing we'll mention, you know, is being involved in your local church. You know, because there are a lot of you listening you have so many gifts, but you're not helping the kingdom of God with them. It's right. like, you know how to sing. You get so mad hearing those horrible notes on your praise team, but you're not helping them. Right. Or you're a very friendly person. Join the greeter squad. Like, yeah. do something. Get involved in your local church because it's something about being plugged in that now you know there's expectations from you. Right. And I get that's why a lot of people don't because, man, I don't want to, you know, disappoint people. Right. No, I was... I was 
think I was agreeing with you 100%. We were telling our Patreon family that last night. I was actually sharing a little bit of my story when I was single and I I was very involved in, you know, um church and ministry. I from, you know, being the secretary of the youth department to always being on the choir to doing poetry or, you know, I was always in something at church and yeah, like you said, it does help you knowing that, you know, so many people look up to you and you are supposed to be an example, you know, to all these people. Praise and worship leaders or people in ministry are held to a higher standard. And so, you know, you don't want to live a double life. So you are up there, you're praising, you're, you know, you're worshiping, you're you're singing your heart and your soul out, ministering to people. You want to minister, you want to minister with a pure heart. You want to minister with an anointing behind it. You don't want to be up there, you know, ministering one thing and living another thing. And so that is definitely something that helped me uh, as a single person um, just, just stay pure because I wanted to make sure that my life, you know, on stage was the same off stage. And I'm not saying that this is for everybody because I know some people you know there are some pastors or preachers out there um, you know who find themselves caught up in situations where they're they're constantly ministering to the crowd they're constantly telling you don't do this don't do that yet they fall and so that shouldn't be a a deterrent though for us not to you know speak about the truth not to spread the truth because there were people in the Bible that God used that were imperfect as well and just Mm -hmm. because you fall doesn't mean you God can't use you too yeah so so, yeah, man, that's definitely, I think, the best way to end it. I want you guys to understand that we're not writing this. We're not saying these things in hopes that uh, you'll just never fall again and you'll, you're just going to be the perfect Christian. We understand right. these things can happen. Safa just mentioned with pastors. So imagine us who ain't pastors. Imagine you, just a regular member in the church, just trying to live for God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we understand these things can happen, but we want you to understand that you have to be equipped and understand purity even if you are listening, you're a virgin or you're not a virgin, but you're waiting until marriage, understand the reasoning behind it. You want to know that I am God's temple. I am going to honor right. God my body. The only person need to be seeing these nudes is my spouse. You know what I mean? That is the motive behind right. what we are doing. It's not a matter of, God, boy, you're going to give me a spouse. Or, God, you, I'm doing this because... No, 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 no. The goal is in everything we do, in every relationship that we get in, we want to honor God. We want to get into, we want to please him in our relationships. You know, so definitely, I think this is definitely a great topic. I'm praying that it helps um, some of you guys. And if you are not a part of Patreon family, the link is going to be in the description box. We would love for you to join us, have some conversations with us. And even if you don't, we still love when you guys share the episode with your family, friends, small group. If you are on Apple iTunes, please leave that review. We read them. They're encouraging. They help other people listen. Mm -hmm. And we are half asleep and ready to go to (laughs) our bed. So we love y'all. Peace.